Hey everybody, it's John, and just a quick message before the show starts today. Wendy and I are very excited to say that we're going to be taking part in Namely's HR Redefined 2019 conference, which is being held May 5 through 7 in New York City. We hope you can join us as we're going to hear some amazing speakers, meet a lot of industry experts, and build our networks. If you go to hrredefined.namely.com, you can use the code HRR196 at checkout and you'll get 50% off your ticket. So again, hrredefined.namely.com. Use code HRR196 at checkout for 50% off. Can't wait to see you there. And now on to the show. Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 63. John and Wendy talk to Rachel Harriet. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How's it going, John? I'm doing well. Wendy, another week, another big announcement. Yes. Oh, this is a big one, too. I'm excited. <laughs> well, do you want to tell them what it is or you want me to do it? I will tell them. Hey, we, uh, we've been invited to another conference. This time we are headed to HR Florida Conference in Orlando at the end of August. You know, I've, I've been perusing their list of speakers, and uh, I think it's going to be a pretty fun conference. I have to say, Wendy, I was really excited and really thank, want to thank Deborah Herman for the invitation to take part. And you had to make little introduction videos. And in mine, I talked about the fact that I've been to so many other conferences where the, I assume it's the committee for the conference are all dressed the same. And it's typically quite fashionable. <laughs> I think I've seen them like flamingos. I've seen them like pool boys or uh, anyway. Yeah. Really, really excited. It'd be a lot of fun. I know there's some folks that we know that are going to be taking part on their social team and folks in Florida that we know that will be taking part. Sean White is one of the keynotes. That is going to be really interesting yes. because I would have never dreamed of a snowboarder talking at the <laughs> HR conference, but hey, oh, exactly. stranger things have happened, right? Yes, very much so. That conference is going to be August 25 through 28 at the Gaylord Palms in Orlando. And if you're interested in learning more, you can go to their website, which is hrfloridaconference.org. Yep. And that's going to tell you all about the conference and how to register and all that good stuff. So we will be putting out some content closer to the event. Really looking forward to it. Yes, we are. It should be a great time. Well, August is a long time away and yeah. we've got a great guest tonight. So <laughs> we'll, we'll talk more along the road there, but yep. I have to say I'm really excited. Met our guest last summer at Sherm. 18, and she is one of the few people that has been a customer of my son when he was knitting hats. So I <laughs> appreciate her business, and I'm glad she's with us tonight. I'll let you make the introduction, and we will get started. Oh, yeah. Very excited to welcome Rachel Harriet to the show tonight. She has over 20 years of strategic human resource and organizational development experience. She has led human resource and administration teams in small and mid-sized organizations in industries such as tech, pharmaceutical, insurance management, finance and banking, developmental and behavioral health, higher ed, media publications, and service organizations. Her focus is on assisting organizations optimizing performance and maximizing their people potential. She has a Bachelor's of Science in Business Management from the University of Phoenix and has obtained her SPHR certification from HRCI and her, her senior level of the SHRM certification as well. She's currently a graduate student at Drexel University's Thomas R. Klein School of Law, studying for her master's degree in legal studies with a concentration on human resource compliance law. In her spare time, 
She is very active in various local and national human resources associations and provides resources to community youth through workforce readiness initiatives. Rachel, welcome to the show. So excited to have you. Um, our first question, what's in your glass? So as you know, I, I don't have anything exciting in my glass. <laughs> I, I literally just have a glass of uh, of crystal light. Oh. So, <laughs> nothing, nothing fancy or exciting. So yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's all you need. Rachel, like I mentioned earlier, we did get a chance. We've had a chance to meet. We've talked a little bit down down yes. the way, but I don't know a lot about your backstory. How exactly did you get your start in human resources? Yeah, so I, I think I have the same story as most HR practitioners, albeit just a, a little bit of a different version. I, I think like a lot of us, I I just I kind of fell into HR. Like I lucked up on this career that I that I now have. When I was 18, I think I was like most kids my age. I, I really didn't have a purpose um, or a direction in life. I was just kind of like floating along. But I but I did have kids by that point, right? So I, I needed a job. And so I walked into a temp agency. At the time, it was a temp agency called Olsten Staffing. And I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're no longer around. They eventually became a deco, which was a, a much larger agency. And uh, I got hired. You know, they make you go through this litany of tests, right? Excel and Word and you got to take all these, you know, personality tests, whatever. So when I was done, they said, hey, you know, we have this opening here. Do you want to be our receptionist? So I'm like, sure, why not? So I did that for a while. And that led into me being their payroll person. And then I started working recruiting. And so one thing led to another. And I, I you know, progressed through the various functions of HR um, and just kind of just kept moving up through the ranks and learning more and growing. And, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it happened. It was just by, by happenstance, I lucked into this amazing career that I wasn't even looking for. And how fortunate is that? You know, so that, that's, that's how I got here. That's awesome. Staffing people unite. Yes. I love it. Yet another <laughs> one. You, me, Christina Minyard, yeah. I think Marsha Lacey. Yes. And I do yeah, remember Olsen. <laughs> I rem yeah, I remember Olston because they were a major competitor for me way back when. I remember that very <laughs> Yeah, this is early memories. this is early nineties for me. So I'm dating myself, but yeah, early nineties. Rachel, in addition to your day job, you're also an HR consultant. What led you to build your own consulting firm? And what's your favorite HR related topic to consult about? I decided to go into consulting initially not by choice. Um, I, I found myself out of work during the recession. And so I would pick up like an odd HR job here and there, you know, like somebody I knew or that, you know, maybe a, a company I worked for in the past that maybe needed some assistance with, with some things. And what I saw was that companies still needed HR expertise, even when they like, even if they couldn't really afford a full time HR professional on staff, because as, as I'm sure you, are familiar with a lot of times what happens is when companies cut during recessions the first people to go are what they call like the the non-revenue generating functions so that's all your back office support i found that companies still need it to deal with some of these HR issues and they, they didn't have somebody on staff. And so I was able to kind of come in and assist with some of their mission critical needs and really get them on the right path. And in some cases, I would do like these mini boot camps for either their admin staff or their leadership team, whoever was going to ultimately be responsible for HR, absent an HR function, and really give them the hot items that they needed to know to kind of stay compliant and make sure that they were avoiding risk and taking care of their people, 
while also making sure that they were doing what was in the best interest of their companies. So that was kind of like how I got into consulting. And so that I've kind of stayed in that vein. And so one of the areas that I really love speaking about um, is leadership and, and really the employee experience. In my experience, leaders are really amazing at what they do and what they know. You know, they're great at, at leading the business. They know the business, they know operations, but they really aren't great at the people leadership pieces. And so that's, you know, that's where I really like to kind of come in and, and help guide and, and shape and build is how can we be better leaders for our employees and really shape a great employee experience that, you know, will help to retain employees. And so that's one of the areas I really, really am passionate about. Leaders don't know how to lead, Rachel. Say it ain't so. <laughs> say it ain't so. I wish it wasn't so. I wish it wasn't so. But I don't think we would see so many books and podcasts and trainings and all this development stuff on how to be a leader if we had amazing leaders, you know. And 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 you know, I think I think leaders want to learn. They want to lead and they want to do well. Sometimes they don't know how. It's our job to kind of help them get there. Well, I know one of the topics that you've been sharing a bit about lately is AI. And, you know, we've had a few guests previous that, that are in and around AI and, and talk about it, write about it, what have you. Are you starting to see from more questions about AI from your clients? And then, you know, as a practitioner, how do you see HR departments and employees embracing AI now? Or are they? The leaders that I speak to, they really want speed, they want efficiency, they want to be able to make a decision and act upon it pretty much instantaneously, right? And that's where AI really comes in is how can we be, you know, more agile and use technology to really leverage some of the things that we need to do in our businesses? And, you know, one of the things, I currently work for a, a large utility organization right now, and we are going through this whole agile HR transformation. And so we are, we're, you know, we've completely blown up our HR department. You know, we're putting it back together just in, in, in a different format so that we can be more agile and we can really partner with our businesses and produce a lot quicker. We're leveraging our technology partners internally to be able to create things that, you know, products, apps, electronic, whatever it is that technology can do, we're leveraging that so that we can go back to our clients and say, instead of saying like, well, we can't do that or we don't have a way to do that. Instead of saying like, why, it's, it's like, why not? We have to answer that question. Like, why can't we do this? If we're not doing this today, then we need to figure out the answer. Why not, right? So we're leveraging that technology internally to go back to our client groups and say, we can do this. If you come to us and you say, I need, I, I need for you to be able to create a, you know, a scalable succession plan for our entire organization because we have some, we have to conduct vulnerability analysis amongst our, you know, our aging population to determine where we have some risk exposure so that we can create this, these succession plans. Okay, well, you know, in the, in, I would say, I, I don't want to say like back in the day, but even up until recently, that would be a very long, intensive process of doing a lot of things manually, right? And so how can we leverage technology to create some, you know, tools that will help us analyze data, give us some feedback on that data, and, and use that to make recommendations to our business on what they are seeing 
and how we can create solutions for them to answer that problem. I see a lot of companies that they may not they may not call it AI, they may not call it agile, but they want to move at the speed of business. And so they're starting to figure out ways, how can we do this? And so I think we're going to start seeing more and more companies that are really like, we want to be customer obsessed. And so if you look at some big companies like Amazon is a prime example, how can we be more like Amazon, right? And how can we leverage technology and that customer experience to really kind of create this entire experience for our businesses, for our employees, and for our, ultimately for our customers? And so, yeah, I definitely, that's a long-winded way of saying I'm absolutely seeing it, um, and I think we're going to see more of it um, as we go. And I think that's good. We've been collecting data for a very long time, and probably should figure out how mm -hmm. to use it <laughs> and use it well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Use it well. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. No, I think that's, that's good. I'm, I'm excited to see more of that and hear more from you on that. Well, Rachel, back in February, you mentioned that you are running the Philly chapter of X Summit on employee engagement and experience. Yes. Tell us more about that. EX Summit is a um, is a summit that was created by a gentleman named Stefan Vincent, and he created the summit because he felt that there was this there was a lot of emphasis, a lot of focus on the user experience and the customer experience, but not a lot of focus on the employee experience, right? So what, you know, what do our employees experience? What do they need to make them feel good at work? And so, you know, we have to, we have to remember that at the end of the day, our employees really are our most important assets. They're our first ambassadors of whatever brand we're looking to convey as organizations. Our employees are the ones that convey that brand. They are the ones that really are delivering higher customer service. They're bringing in the creativity. They're, they, we want them to be more productive, but how do we get them there? So that's what EX Summit really brings is let's focus on the employee experience. And, and we, you know, we look to do that by learning from some of those customer and user experiences, right? And so how have companies shaped the user, the user experience or the customer experience? And how can we learn from those lessons to also shape the employee experience? And so, um, so he branched, I believe he originally started in, I want to say it was Minnesota. And so he branched out, he did it here in Philly last year. And so, you know, him and I got to talking and he was like, yeah, you know, I really want to, you know, try to branch out more. So I kind of raised my hand and said, hey, you know, I have copious amounts of free time because I'm not doing anything else in my life. I would love to kind of, you know, take this on and run with it. And so, you know, that partnership developed. So I'm actually going to be running the um, the, the Philly uh, chapter of it this year. Looking at putting it on, we haven't set the exact date. It's going to be either end of August, beginning of September. Looking right now at speakers, I'm in talks with a couple of people. So, you know, if any of your listeners are really um, passionate and really focused on the employee experience, definitely would love to talk to them, see if they would be interested in coming and speaking at um, our Philly event. Yeah, we're really just trying to focus um, a little bit more on making that employee experience really amazing um, for all of the employees that are coming in, whether it's new employees or whether it's people that are already in the organization. So you can learn more about it by following at EX underscore summit on Twitter or hashtag EX Summit and more information will be coming. That sounds awesome. I, I bet we've got some listeners and some former guests who could probably help you out with that. Absolutely. 
That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll definitely tag that when we're sharing the uh, the episode for sure. And we are now to everyone's favorite part of our show, the half hour question connection. But Rachel, so who is your first professional mentor and what was the most important or impactful thing you learned from them? Yeah. So I had a manager pretty early on in my career who really hit home the notion of doing what's right and leading by example. He, he taught me that leadership isn't about doing what's easy, but it's about doing what's right. We, when we look at a situation, we look at, you know, not always what does the policy say, right? Or, or what's the easiest thing to do? What's the quick and easy, like, let me get this off my desk solution, but what's, what's the right thing? And I always tell people, like I mentor a lot of young um, or, you know, entry-level HR practitioners that are just you know, getting started. And they always say like, what's the one thing that I need to know about being an HR practitioner or, or how do I make a decision or what do I need to do or what do I need to learn? And I always tell people at the end of the day, there's policies, there's procedures, there's all these things that will guide and shape you. There's laws and regulations. But at the end of the day, do what's right. If you always remember to do what's right, everything else is there to to guide you but do what's right and you'll never go wrong and that's i kind of live my life by that example rachel who's one person you've gained in your network in the last year that you think more people should know in the last year is a little bit challenging for me i i, I i'm going to answer it this way if i may i want to highlight two people that are in my network that i find the most impactful and for me that's going to be tamara raspberry who's at TM Raspberry on Twitter. And I love her because she she always makes me think about things in a little bit of a different fashion, you know, and, and she always questions the status quo. And I think we need more people like that who question societal norms and who question what we've always done and make you think about how can we do things differently. So she's absolutely one who I would say, if you're not following her, definitely follow her. And for, again, I, I mentor a lot of young up and coming, like new people in HR. And so somebody who I know is very passionate about that as well is Jasmine Wilkes, who is at HR Jazzy. I just love the perspective she gives on the HR profession, um, especially for people who are, you know, younger in the career. Um, I think she gives a, an amazingly fresh perspective on working in HR. And I, so I think anybody who's new or newer to the profession could stand to, to learn a lot from her. So I think she's also a really great resource. Two very awesome women that both have been on the show yes. and I lo love them both to death. So Rachel, if you could go back to the start of your career, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself based on what you know now? I would probably believe in myself a little bit more. I would tell myself to not be afraid to fail, that it's okay to make mistakes and to fail sometimes. And in the failure is really where you find success. Don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> like it's, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's not, nuclear side like we're not going to nothing's going to blow up like it's okay just believe in yourself you can do it do what's right and you'll be fine you mentioned about working with with younger professionals in, in a mentor state you know what else to, how else do you enjoy giving back to the hr community that's really one of my my big focuses or one of my biggest passions is developing youth and and really um 
being doing the, the mentorships for you know whether it's people who are you know new to HR and and those that high school college age do a lot of talks at local universities local community colleges on whether it's interviewing skills, whether it's dressing for success, doing mock interviews, um, just anything to help prepare our youth for entering the workforce. Um, I also partner with a lot of local community groups close to where I work um, that also have youth programs to help empower youth to be prepared to enter the workforce and, and outside of HR. So empowering people that are coming into HR and, and working with that group is, is one aspect of it. But outside of that, I also like to give back to these um, youth organizations that have programs that teach life skills and work skills for, uh, for, for young people, because I feel like they're going to be our future employees. So how can we give back and help them be more prepared to enter the workforce? And hey, we may get fortunate where some of them may want to follow in our footsteps and join the HR profession, but they're going to be our future employees. And so we need to start preparing them and making sure that they have the skills and the resources and the information that they need to be their most successful self in the workforce, in the workplace. So that's what I, I really enjoy doing that. Rachel, what's your favorite movie? This is completely cheesy. I absolutely love Save the Last Dance and Bring It On. <laughs> um, they are guilty pleasures. It's, they're two movies that, regardless of how many times I've seen, and there are a lot of movies that, movies that are probably on that list. I, I probably have a top five where I can honestly say no matter how many times it comes on, I will watch it. So they're definitely two, two of my faves that I absolutely love. How about your favorite musician or band? So I have an eclectic taste in music. I, I like a lot of different things. Two of my favorites, and I'm going to lump two of them in one because they're married, and so I feel like they're one person at this point. Definitely love Jay-Z and Beyonce. They are my probably absolute favorite musical couple. And then I absolutely love Linkin Park. They're one of my favorite bands. I've, I've loved them for a number of years. It was absolutely heartbroken, the tragedy that befell Chester Benningfield. How about a favorite TV show? So this changes frequently, um, depending on my mood, I guess. Right now, definitely This Is Us. Um, and I would say followed very closely by, it's a medical drama called New Amsterdam. Definitely two of my favorite shows right now. I think you are the third, if not fourth person that's talked about This Is Us, Rachel. And we cut the cable so long ago, I've never seen it. Wendy, I, 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 we've heard this quite a bit. And I think the last person said it's not as weepy this year as it has been in the past. Is that the case? I am I am very empathetic and very sensitive. So I'm still very weepy. It's not okay. as weepy as last year. <laughs> it's, it's not as bad, but yes, it will still get you choked up and you will still cry, especially if you're anything like me and you're a wuss and the slightest thing makes you cry. So yeah, um, I've been very weepy <laughs> this year, but not nearly as bad as last year. <laughs> so. If you're not watching the dance movies, listening to Jay-Z and Beyonce or Linkin Park or, or watching these other sh watching the shows you talked about and the X-Summit work and your consultancy and your day, <laughs> what else time. do you like to do yeah. outside of work? <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm consumed by m my master's program, too, but I love to read. Anytime that I have some downtime, I will be I will completely consume myself with a book. Um, you will never find me anywhere without a book. I always have one on hand. If I even have two minutes standing in line, I will whip it out and I will read a chapter. So I, I absolutely love reading. 
Rachel, if you weren't in the HR profession, what do you think you'd be doing? I would absolutely love to be like pit bulls and ponies <laughs> and have a sanctuary for dogs. Like if I, if I had all the money in the world, right? Yes. If I had all the money in the world and I didn't have to work and I could do anything that I wanted to do, that would probably be it. I, I would probably open up like some kind of dog sanctuary and yeah, just have crazy dogs all over the place. Rachel, I think I can safely say you're the first person that said that, which is really, that's really nice. Uh, that, that's something to aspire to, yeah. I think. Maybe, you know, maybe down the road. You never, Retirement. You never know. I may be able to one day. Maybe I'll hit the lottery. There you go. Right, exactly. But having said that, we're glad that you're not doing that now, because if you were, we don't have a show about raising dogs. Yeah, so, and, yeah. and so we're glad you're not. You're here with us now. Really appreciate you taking some time with us and, and excited that we could have you on board. For those folks that don't know you that are listening, they're, that are going to go follow you now, what's the best way for them to reach you out there? I am on Twitter at Rachel Harriet underscore. I am also on um, LinkedIn, just my name, Rachel Harriet. And on Facebook, it's my consulting company name, um, Salient OS. So S-A-L-I-E-N-T-O-S. We will have all that in the show notes. Wendy, how about you? What's the best way for folks to find you? Best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And the fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter as part of our monthly HR social hour Twitter chat, 7 p.m. Eastern time. How about you, John? Easiest way to find me is at hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. If you click the left-hand side of the screen, there's three little lines at the top of the page. Click those, open them up. You'll see all my social activity and accounts there. As always, if you're at the site, download an episode maybe you haven't heard, one of the previous shows, listen, rate, review, share. We really do appreciate any time that you write a review, that you repost or reshare when we're tweeting out or, or putting notes out on the Facebook page, wherever it may be. The more you help boost the signal, the more listeners we get and the, the bigger we become. And you never know, uh, we call it, we're calling it the world tour. We may get the world <laughs> tour eventually. And we have all of you to help to thank as we get there. Yes. But Rachel, really appreciate you being with us tonight. And so for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. 